and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, Ratcliffe Reveals. That's correct. We're talking about John Ratcliffe's recent interview talking about UFOs and possible upcoming UFO disclosure. Now, we'll be looking at a couple different articles, kind of covering both sides of that notion. The first article um, that we have here comes from the DailyMail.com. Starts off by saying, U.S. has secret evidence of UFOs breaking sound barrier without a sonic boom and performing moves humans don't have the technology for, says Trump's Director of National Intelligence. And of course, that's John Ratcliffe. It says, in December, a 180-day deadline was announced for a report into UFO sightings. The Pentagon and intelligence agencies must release their report by June First, John Ratcliffe, former DNI, that's Director of National Intelligence, said there were more sightings than publicly known. Ratcliffe said the observations were made by Navy and Air Force pilots. They were recorded by multiple sensors and had no obvious explanation. The incidents included supersonic travel without a sonic boom. Ratcliffe said it was in the public interest that information be released. Then it goes on, it says... The U.S. The U.S. has evidence of UFOs breaking the sound barrier without a sonic boom and making maneuvers impossible with known technologies. The former director of national intelligence has revealed the revelations. The revelations increased excitement about a forthcoming report detailing what the U.S. government has observed. John Ratcliffe, who served as Donald Trump's director of national intelligence said that many of the incidents still had no easy explanation. Now, before I go much further, I'll point out that I had the links to this article and a couple of others at the website ufowarning.com. And while you're there, you can also link to the actual interview, uh, portion of that interview, where Ratcliffe talks about these UFO sightings. It says... Some of the some of those have been declassified, and when and we're talking about the sightings, and when we talk about sightings, we're talking about objects that have been seen by Navy or Air Force pilots, or have been picked up by satellite imagery that, frankly, engage in actions that are difficult to explain. So what he's saying here, basically, what he's implying is, is that we have um, records of UFOs uh, sightings where we have on-the-ground sightings from witnesses, uh, military personnel. We have sightings, perhaps the same sightings have also been recorded by Navy or Air Force pilots. At the same time, we have these same sightings, which are recorded uh, through satellite uh, imagery and radar records. So what you're talking about is a single a UFO or UFO phenomena being sighted and recording by multiple sources at the same time. Satellite, radar, military, and boots on the ground. This is really quite a stunning assessment, quite a stunning uh, admission, actually. It says, movements that are hard to replicate, that don't have the technology or or traveling at the speed that exceeds the sound barrier without a sonic boom. And that's what we saw with... <clears throat> The Tic Tac videos, the FLIR videos that came out from uh, the Navy pilots back in the early mid-2000s. You saw these uh, video recordings of uh, unidentified flying objects uh, traveling at uh, supersonic rates of speed, but not creating a sonic boom. 
something we certainly aren't capable of doing. Now, the article goes on a little further down here, and it says, Ratcliffe told host uh, Maria Bartiroma that the sightings of unidentified aerial phenomena had been observed all around the world. When we talk about sightings, the other thing I will tell you is, it's not just a pilot or just a satellite or some intelligence collection, Ratcliffe said. Usually, we have multiple sensors that are picking up these things, and some of these are unexplained phenomena, and there is actually quite a few more than have been made public. Now, I think he's alluding to the fact that the United States uh, military defense, we've heard for some time, has uh, really a formidable 3D uh, imagery that, that records anything that uh, goes into or out of Earth's atmosphere. I mean, we found out um, in those recent uh, uh, Navy videos that came out that, that uh, were released first clandestinely through DeLong and, and company that our radar is capable of, of sighting something the size of a softball, I think at like 25,000, 30,000 feet. So we... it's And, and they also made mention about um, the really... Uh, highly advanced uh, radar systems and, and imaging that we have. And that was from 10, 15 years ago. So it's pretty clear that the U.S. military knows what's going on and that they're recording this stuff. And that's what he's saying here. He says, usually we have multiple sensors that are picking up these things. That's multiple sensors. So you're not just having one person that happens to see a light in the sky. You're having satellite imagery, pictures of these things. You're having radar imagery, and I think sometimes when we think about radar, we're thinking of what we're allowed to see on the local weather channel. But I think what's actually happening here is that we're talking about digitized images in real time, and the radar that they have in their position is decades ahead of what we're used to seeing. We're thinking of a blip, and I think what's going on with this radar they have now is that they are coming back with some really high-resolution images. So you combine, you combine these uh really advanced radar images, along with uh, the satellite images, along with pictures taken from the ground, along with images uh, captured from uh, fighter jets, whether Navy, Air Force, whoever. Now suddenly you have, you have multiple sensors, as he says, photographing the same thing. At some point, the, the, the evidence just becomes too overwhelming to deny. At some point, you can't call these things a drone anymore. At some point, these things aren't a figment of the imagination, and Ratcliffe is really just laying it on the line here. It says the government has the government. The government was in December given a 180-day deadline to disclose what it knew, meaning that the report should be should come out before June 1st. Ratcliffe <clears throat> said he hoped to publish their findings before he left office in January 20. On January 20th, we weren't able to get it down into an unclassified form quickly enough, he said. The report was part of a $2.3 trillion COVID relief bill, which Trump signed into law in December. Well, we know something about Donald Trump's administration, and he just wasn't very good at getting things declassified. You know, he would order something to be declassified. Um, his underlings, the people that were supposed to answer to him, would just simply ignore him or, or just or just refused to do it, and he would sit there and just wring his hands like a child. I mean, it was a very sad situation for those of us that voted for the guy. 
to see him not take the reins of power, to sit back and just pretend like he was helpless. It didn't matter if it was UFOs or, or some of the, you know, the minor stuff on the John F. Kennedy assassination, stuff that was supposed to be declassified, and even stuff that would have helped him personally uh, with the whole Russia thing, where uh, it proved that the government had been spying on him. Uh, Obama and them guys had been spying on him. He ordered the stuff to be declassified, and he was simply ignored. And this is what seems to be going on with this UFO stuff. It says the bill contained the Senate Intelligence Committee's Intelligence Authorization Act for fiscal year 2021 that had it in that had in it a committer comment section that addressed unidentified uh, aerial phenomena. The paperwork production by the Pentagon and the intelligence agency must identify, among other things, any threats posed by unidentified aerial phenomena and whether they may be attributed to foreign adversaries. Weather can cause distur- weather can cause disturbances, visual disturbances, Radcliffe said. Sometimes we wonder whether or not the adversaries have technology that are a little bit further down the road than we thought, than we thought or than was realized. But there are instances where we don't have good explanations for some of the things that we have seen. Avril Harnes is now the director of national intelligence in the Biden administration. The Defense Department announced in September the creation of an unidentified aerial phenomenal task force on August 4th. To me, this just seems like another one of those things where they just endlessly create committees to look at this and then we never hear anything about it. I don't put a lot of faith in that. Videos from the Navy were released, and this talks. It goes on, talks a little bit about the TikTok videos, and the article kind of kind of descends into that. And then it says Ratcliffe said it would be healthy for as much of this information as possible to be made public. A week before Ratcliffe stepped down in January, the CIA released a treasure trove of newly unsealed records. Now you can kind of see how these articles are. There's a, a big element of cut and paste. Uh, you'll see that phrase, treasure trove of newly unsealed records, uh, appear time and time again in these articles talking about the Ratcliffe interview, as if the CIA is somehow a, a bastion of transparency trying to help us. Um, there was some interesting stuff in those records, but you know, it's called the Central Intelligence Agency for a reason. Uh, it says... They followed uh, chilling accounts of hundreds of UFO sightings across the globe dating back to the 1950s, along with international intelligence community's efforts to understand them. A dossier with nearly 3,000 pages of documents about unidentified aerial phenomena. Then it goes on and talks a little bit about that. Uh, I'm not really sure that's that important to what we're talking about here. The fact is, you can watch this uh, interview with Ratcliffe. It's, it's simply amazing. Um, I also found a uh, found the article on on uh, the Black Vault where um, John Greenwald talks about it a little bit. Um, his take on it was that just in the interview alone with Ratcliffe, that Ratcliffe did there, and that I think it's like a 15 minute interview with about three minutes where he's really talking about uh, specifically uh, UFO disclosure. In his opinion, uh, he, he suggested that Radcliffe uh, maybe almost violated uh, the secrecy laws by, by saying the things he did, by making the comment that these things had been uh, had been documented by multiple sources. I don't know. What I see 
what I see coming out of this is um, I've always liked John Ratcliffe since he's come on the public scene. I always thought that he seemed like a really uh, genuinely decent, honest person. It seems like you know Trump put him in there at the very end of the administration, and Trump left a lot of people that were clearly uh, just you know deep state holdovers uh, in positions of authority. Who knows why? I mean, you, whether you're talking about whatever department. Uh, he made very little changes. He talked a lot about draining the swamp, but he, he couldn't even get close enough to the edge of the swamp to think about draining it. But he made a few good he made a few good uh, pol- uh, changes in personnel here and there. And John Ratcliffe, I think, was one of them. He just seemed like such a decent guy. And what he's done, I think, is taken a lot of courage to come out and make these comments uh, on live television with the Maria Bartiroma. The fact that he reveals that we have uh, documented sightings of UFOs or UAPs, whatever you want to call them, and we have done this uh, with multiple sources at the same time. So like I said, say you have a, you have a sighting that occurs on such and such date, and what he's telling you is, is that they can go back, they have such a... Uh, they have such a clear picture of what's going on. They can go back on that date and they can literally dig out the pictures or video from satellite imagery that correspond with radar imagery of the same object in the same place at the same time. They can bring up they can bring up intelligence assets on the ground. People video, videotaping the same object with a camera or cell phone. They and at the same time they can cooperate this with military aircraft video footage. So you have four, five, six different ways that you're filming or imaging the same object at the same time with government resources. Now, I don't know what more it takes. So he's brought us from, Ratcliffe's comments have brought us from a place of disclosure where um, you you have individuals that work for UFO companies meeting folks in parking lots and being given... Uh, bootleg copies of UFOs and then posting them on YouTube and the government saying, well, it may or may not be real. You've come from that place to this guy just coming out and just opening it up and saying, oh yeah, we have lots and lots of these videos laying around. Lots and lots of lots of cooperation. We have lots and lots of confirmation of what's going on here. And it's so advanced, it's so far ahead of the game, there's no way that it can be the Chinese or the Russians. I mean, you think about a, you think about uh, the Communist Chinese Party and how oppressive that thing is. Don't you think that if they had this sort of technology that they would already have used it to take over places like Taiwan? To, in fact, to take over places like the United States. So Bradcliffe's really... He's really shining a light on this thing. He's telling you, I know what's going on. I can't tell you everything, but I can tell you this. He's told us enough. He's told us enough. Now, even if they don't give us any more disclosure, and it seems like they have tried to throw us a bone, they put this CIA report out there of a bunch of sightings that happened back in the 50s and 60s, say. But that's that's not the same thing as saying we have satellite images. They can show you those images. They could show you the radar images. They could show you a lot more. What you saw with the Tic Tac and the Fleur One stuff, that was child's play. 
We know this because they talked about it even when it happened. They said, well, we can't show you the other images from the radar imaging stuff because it's so advanced, nobody knows we have it, and it would be an, it would be an issue of national security. Basically, what Ratcliffe has shown us here is that the government, as I said, does have just a 3D dominance. They know what's going on. They can see what's coming into and going out of our atmosphere. And they are recording it, as he says, with multiple sensors at the same time. So there's no doubt these things are real. Now, what they are, we're not sure. But they're doing things that are way beyond any kind of human capacity. Now, there is apparently some blowback coming up here. And we have the transparency and just, I think, the goodness and honor of someone like John Ratcliffe. And then compare this to the deep state's and psychopathical need to cloak itself in secrecy. You know, we saw what they did to us with COVID. You're locking down millions of people. I saw the other day that when Trump put the country under a state of national emergency, there had only been 36 deaths reportedly from COVID in the United States. Most of those old folks... You put the country under a state of emergency, over 36 deaths? Come on. That's ridiculous. And they're still pushing this lie today. It's all about control. The psychopathic need to control. And this is what we see happening over and over again with this whole notion of disclosure. Yes, they've got the pictures. Ratcliffe just told you they've got all kinds of video data, all kinds of radar imaging data. We've got them. But they're not going to share that with you. It says, military and spy agencies accused of stiff-arming investigators on UFO sightings. Now, the article says, a public accounting is providing is proving to be an, an honest job of trying to get everyone to, clean, <clears throat> to everyone to come clean, one government advisor said. The truth may be out there, but don't expect the feds to share what they know anytime soon on the recent spate of UFO sightings. Some military and spy agencies are blocking or simply ignoring the efforts to catalog what they have identified on aerial phenomena, unidentified aerial phenomena, according to multiple current former government employees. And as a result, the Biden administration will likely delay a much anticipated public report to Congress. There you go. No disclosure for you. The Senate Intelligence Committee has asked the Director of National Intelligence to work with the Defense Department to provide the public accounting by June 25th on unexplained sightings of advanced aircraft and drones that have been reported by military personnel captured by radar. Well, why are we asking and not ordering? That's my question. It goes on and says, The request came after revelations in 2017 that the Pentagon was researching a series of unexplained intrusions into the military airspace, into military airspace, including high-performance vehicles captured on video stalking Navy ships. But those advising the investigations are advocating for significantly more time and resources to retrieve information from agencies that, in some cases, have shown reluctance, if not outright resistance, to sharing classified information. And they worry that without high-level involvement, it will be difficult to compel agencies to release what they have. Just getting access to the information because of all the different security bureaucracies, that's an ordeal in itself, said Christopher Mellon, a former Pentagon intelligence official who lobbied for the disclosure provision and is continuing to advise policymakers on the issue. Okay, if that name Christopher Mellon sounds 
familiar to you. It's not just because he's a descendant of a fam- famous banking family. It's also because uh, he's in league with Tom DeLonge. And uh, it's been re- widely reported, I think he even admitted that he was the one that met some unnamed person in the parking lot of the Pentagon and got a bag with those uh, videos in it that were then turned over to the New York Times and I would recall were then released to Louis Elizondo who was currently working for Tom DeLonge and then they were posted on YouTube and as I understand it monetized with commercials and they were on there for quite a while before the feds finally came forward and said oh yeah that's our stuff so I'm not sure that I really I think that a person who engaged in this sort of clandestine behavior would be my go-to guy for an article on transparency, but yeah, whatever. Okay, it says, for example, he asserts that a Pentagon task force established last August and led by the Navy has had few personal or personnel or resources and only modest success acquiring reports, video or other evidence gathered by military systems. The Pentagon's task force is expected to be the primary military organization contributing to the wider government report. Quote, I know that the task force has been denied access to pertinent information by the Air Force and they have still and they have been stiffed armed by them, Mellon said in an interview. That is disappointing but not unexpected. Well, I would actually expect that if the person responsible for the last major UFO leak had been somebody connected to the task force, as it turns out it was. So I would be a little bit if I was in the Defense Department, I would be a little bit resistant to giving those guys uh, the keys to the kingdom. You know, when you got employees or ex-employees or friends of employees meeting people in parking lots and dropping videos that may or may not be classified, I guess not classified now, they tell us. This whole thing was just such a revolving door. You know, he had Christopher Mellon, lifetime employee in the Intelligence Department, along with it along with Elizondo's. These two guys, they quit their jobs, uh, they go to work for DeLong, and the next thing you know, they're laundering videos from of UFOs from the military to the task force to somebody in a parking lot, uh, reportedly Mellon, to someone in the New York Times. I don't know, maybe the same guy that Jim Comey went to when he wanted to hang Trump. Who knows? That's a joke. And then back to Louis Elizondo, former task force guy, former intelligence guy, then off to Tom DeLong, the great, the great disclosure guy, former current rock star. I don't know. I'm sure it's all legal, but it just seems really shady and sketchy to me. But that's what happened, and now this is who political goes to, and this is who apparently the government still seeks advice from when um, they're looking for help on on how to form a disclosure plan. And I could actually give them some free advice. I would just say post all that stuff online like NASA does or like they reportedly do and let anybody that sees it, has an interest in it, go look it up. That's That would be a much more transparent way of doing things. Anyway, the article finishes up. It says, uh, to protect our people... Maintain operational security and safeguard intelligence methods. We do not publicly disclose the details of UAP observations. The task force or observations said Pentagon spokesperson Susan Gow, or Goff, however you say her name, who declined to address the criticism. I'll just say two things. 
look at the very first thing she said, to protect our people. Now, we've talked about Susan Gow before, and she's an intelligence uh, expert, PSYOPs expert. And I've noticed she's been through there now. This is at least her second administration, and she's a lifetime uh, defense person, intelligence person. So they, they write her off as a spokesperson, like some people might get the notion that she's a non-serious person. I would not make that mistake. And th this is a very smart person you're dealing with. Okay, and that's why she's there. It says, the report due to Congress will include a detailed analysis of unidentified phenomena data collected by a host of means, including imagery satellites, eavesdropping equipment, and human spies. I'll believe that when I see it. It also must include a detailed analysis of data of the FBI, which was derived from the investigations of intrusions of unidentified aerial phenomena, data over restricted airspace. Now, I don't... I don't, I don't see that happening. You couldn't even get these guys to invest the drone swarm over the nuclear power plants last year. That's, that, to me, is just a joke. The report must contain a detailed description of an interagency process for ensuring timely data collection and centralized analysis, blah, blah, blah. Gathering such information from across the national security bureaucracy is enormously challenging, Mellon said. Well, this is another thing. I don't like the idea that they're bringing in this former deep stater. Can you ever be a former deep stater? Of bringing this guy in and asking his opinion on how hard it is. Like I said, I, they could just put it in a bag and give it to somebody in the parking lot. How hard could that be? They have to be. They have to repeat that painful process, which, with scores of different agencies. I, what's painful about it? What's painful about it? Giving up the psychopathical need to control, I suppose that probably is painful. Untying your victim, untying your victim, I suppose that could be painful for the victimizer, yes. He says, citing the Army, CIA, National Recon Office, National Security, blah, 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 any list of alphabet agencies. All he's saying is, and that's kind of a coded way, for, in my opinion, of him saying, this, this stuff is so compartmentalized, you're never going to get it. So don't think that you are. Knowledge is power. These pay people not only crave power, they are obsessed for power. They need power like you or I need air. Okay? They need power like you or I need air. They literally, psychologically, cannot function without it because of the psychopathic need for power and control over other people. This is why the whole COVID thing was such a, such a gas for these guys. Stand up, sit down, put your mask on, put two masks on, take your mask off, put your mask back on. You can go to the liquor store, but you can't go to church. Stand six foot apart. Oh, tender? Not a problem. Use that all you want. Put your mask on, though. All this crazy nonsense, all this crazy illogical advice that they've given us, it's all about power and control. And you see the same thing happening here when any time you talk about the notion of disclosure when it comes to UFOs. It says, any delay in delivering it is likely to be perceived by a large segment of the public as an attempt by the government to hide what it knows. Well, what else would you call it? But there is growing pressure from Congress for a more organized effort to compile what the government has learned and reveal how it is trying to solve the mysteries. Senator Marco Rubio, who was responsible for requesting the report, told Fox News this week that it, he does not... He does not believe military and intelligence agencies have come to any solid conclusions about the origin of the UFOs. But he is. But he inserted that he insisted 
that the reports demand a more comprehensive intelligence-gathering effort. Quote, we have to try to know what it is, the Florida Republican said. Maybe there's a logical explanation. Maybe it's foreign adversaries who have made a technological leap. Rubio also, also held up the prospect that agencies will need more time to complete the report. I'm not sure they're going to come in on time, he said. I'm not sure by June 1st they have reached a hard conclusion about what they are dealing with. And there may be more questions or new questions than full answers. I can tell you that it is being taken more seriously now than it has ever had been, he added. The pressure to disclose what the government is doing has only intensified after recent comments from, former top intel from, from the former top intelligence official. We have lots of reports about what we call unmanned aerial phenomena, John Ratcliffe, who served as a director of national intelligence under President Donald Trump, said in an interview with Fox News last week. When we talk about sightings, we are talking about objects that have been seen by Navy or Air Force pilots or have been picked up by satellite imagery that frankly engages in actions that are difficult to explain. He cited movements that are hard to replicate, that, that we don't have the technology for. Well, this is exactly what we're talking about. This is exactly what we're talking about. We know now the government has the goods. Radcliffe has just put it out there. Something we suspected for a very long time. Something we have suspected for a very long time. And not only do they know it, but they know it in 3D. That's the, <clears throat> that's the really amazing thing about this Radcliffe interview. But I also think that we can see the handwriting on the wall. There's not going to be any big, any big reveal, okay? This is going to be the same thing that we've been getting all along. They're going to push it down the road. But we don't need it anymore. We have all the disclosure we need, and we have all the disclosure we're probably going to get. Thanks to Mr. John Ratcliffe. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over now.